What's crack a my good people? You're listening to My Turf, Season 1, Episode 17. I'm your host, Ryan Marshall, coming to you live from Lower Alabama. Once again, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and remember to email me at myturfpodcast at gmail.com for honor questions, constructive criticism, hate mail. It's all good. We, we deal with all of it. This episode, of course, brought to you by Marshall Media. So let's get into it. Title track, full swing. Why? Because of the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. Yep, we have the PGA Championship going on this weekend. And in college football, we have some coaches that may want to swing on each other, which we will talk about later on. Let's talk some NBA playoffs. Last week, we had some great Game 7s. I expected the Suns to be there, but it's not. So the Mavs move on. They dominate. They take on. They are taking on the Golden State Warriors. They are down 0-1 currently right now. Uh, they're going to face off tonight. So that's going to be tonight on TNT, baby, 8 p.m. And then Saturday in the Eastern Conference Finals, they're knotted up at 1, the Miami Heat versus the Boston Celtics. Two great series. When you're talking about the Golden State Warriors, we always talk about, you know, the Splash Brothers. Clay Thompson's finally back healthy to help Steph Curry. Draymond Green's one of the best defenders in the game. But they have a young superstar starting to emerge, and that's Andrew Wiggins. He's looking really good. He's important to that team. Luka, of course, he's the face of the Dallas Mavericks. Jalen Brunson is really helping out, though, in six-man. Spencer Dinwiddie, check him out, man. He has been huge and clutch off that bench. On the Eastern Conference side, it's Jimmy Butler leading the Miami Heat. But they have a great six-man in Tyler Hero. He's actually the six-man of the year in the NBA. Max Struss at shooting guard and center. Bam Adebayo is a physical down, you know, underneath that net, man. He's one heck of a presence. For the Boston Celtics, it's been Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown leading them. Al Horford, his old ass out there getting it done. But the man that's the unsung hero, power forward Grant Williams. Don't leave him alone on the wing. He will bury three-pointers all day from there. The, the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champs, they were going to let him do that. They dared him to do that, and he beat them. So uh, that's where we're at. Some incredible games. Saturday, the Heat versus the Celtics, like we talked about, 7.30 p.m. ABC. So they're knotted up at 1. In the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, I was kind of heartbroken. I... Uh, I wanted my Boston Bruins to, you know, to take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Doesn't happen. Neither one of them won, and it uh, looks like the dynasty is back. Um, it was a tough series for the Tampa Bay Lightning. It looked like they were going to get beat by the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, what happens? The Tampa Bay Lightning are up 2-0 in their series, so they're looking strong. But I got ahead of myself. Let's talk about the matchups tonight. We have the New York. Rangers taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. Hurricanes leading 1-0 in that series. That's tonight, 7 p.m. on ESPN. To follow that game on nine, at 9.30 on ESPN, it's going to be the Calgary Flames versus the Edmonton Oilers. Calgary leads that series 1-0. On Saturday, the team that's had the best record all year long, the Colorado Avalanche, taking on the St. Louis Blues, tied up at 1-1. Game 3 will be at 7 p.m. in TNT. Now remember, that's on Saturday. Sunday, got a triple header. It's going to be the Florida Panthers taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are up in this series 2-0. 12.30 p.m. TNT. Following that will be uh, it'll be Game 3. We'll see where that matchup, uh, what that series is knotted up at. It could be 1-1 or 2-0 in favor of Carolina. But Carolina at New York, 2.30 p.m. ESPN. And then on ESPN 2 that night at 7 p.m. is going to be Calgary at Edmonton for Game 3. Remember, we talked about Calgary's up in that series 1-0. So that's what's going on right now in the NHL playoffs and the PGA Championship. 
Oh, man. Tiger just made a very important par. He's through 12, but he's plus 5. To make the cut, he's got to be up plus 4. Starting the day was Rory McIlroy leading at minus 5. Justin Thompson, Justin Thomas, excuse me, had a great morning round, and he is currently the leader at 6-under, but Rory is back at 4-under right now, plus 1 for the day. Some some names to watch out for, like we already talked about, you know, Tiger Woods. Bubba Watson, he's kind of making a nice little move. He's at 1-under. I think he's in the 13th spot. McElroy, like we talked about, is at four, at four under. And Matt Kutcher, how about him, man? Oh, actually, Bubba Watson is at three under right now. He's at six. Behind him is uh, Stuart Sink and Matt Kutcher at three under, so at seven and eight. Um, and they're through 12 holes, so that's awesome, man. Uh, and I actually said that wrong. They're tied up at six with Bubba Watson. So some cool names on the board, some veterans in there, man. It could make, a, make for an interesting Sunday if all of them are at the top. So looking forward to seeing how that goes. Uh, right now, we've got Pereira and Zalatoris at the top of the leaderboard, though. Seven under uh, Pereira's at through 14, and Zalatoris is through 12. So they, we got some uh, got some great names up there, some newcomers that I don't really know much about, and that's including those two guys. I won't even pretend. But, hey, check it out. PGA Championship. Got the coverage all, uh, all weekend long on ESPN. So let's take a pause for the calls. Segment two. Let's get into it full swing. We got college football coming up here on my turf. And welcome back. You're listening to My Turf Season 1, Episode 17, titled Full Swing. We're in Segment 2. So let's get right into it. College football. Well, we were waiting to hear about it. Jordan Addison. The 2021 Fred Blitnikoff Award winner, which goes, of course, to the top wide receiver, has committed to USC. So he'll be joining USC with head coach Lincoln Riley and Kayla Williams. That's an excellent choice for him. He'll be featured in that offense. It's a high-powered offense. I'm excited for the young man. I hate it for Pittsburgh fans. I really do because, you know, this kid was a three-star wide receiver coming out. And, you know, he goes there. He develops well. Has a great season last year, and then he leaves him. But, um. And ultimately, you have to do what's best for you. And uh, you were highly, you know, coveted coming out of Pittsburgh and and heading into the transfer portal. So I'm sure he liked the attention a little bit. And uh, he's about to get paid. It's rumored that he's about to get $3.5 million in name and likeness deals out there in L.A. So uh, congratulations to him. Here in a second, we'll talk about the name and likeness situation, of course. All right. In other news, Ajayi Hall, the former Alabama wide receiver. Remember, he entered the transfer portal. He joined Texas. Now he's not on the roster. So something's going on with Ajayi Hall. I'd like to hear more about the situation. This guy seems to be a head case, but you just never know. Want to hear the other side of the story. We'll hear uh, more details regarding that. He did say publicly, though, that uh, he didn't want to play with a bunch of losers. So something's going on there. But I wish him the best of luck, man. All right, let's talk some uh, recruiting. So last week we talked about the running backs, and we talked about the quarterback support. Let's talk some wide receivers. Let's get into them. These are some, there are some great wide receivers in this class. We have three five stars, and I kind of always go over. I like I like rivals. Rivals is something I followed for like probably the last twelve or thirteen years uh, when it comes to recruiting. So that's a lot of times where I get my rankings from. But rivals.com, I think it's a it's a great website. They got great videos and uh, man, some great analysts out there that give you a great um, interpretation of these kids. The number one wide receiver in this class. He's got maybe the best nickname um, because it really, really um, it's true. It's true about him. Brandon Ennis, he's out of um, Plantation, Florida, plays at American Heritage. Of course, that is the same high school 
uh, that Patrick Sertain and Tyson Campbell played at. And it's actually actually the head coach is Patrick Sertain Sr. He plays, of course, played cornerback at Miami in the pros. So this kid is showtime. He's absolute showtime. He also plays quarterback too. But, yeah, he's being highly coveted right now um, by USC, Oklahoma. He was committed to them and decommitted last November when he heard the the, uh, Lincoln Riley news. Um, and Ohio State is really in on him as well, man. But he's six foot 189, doesn't have the fastest speed, but he is the best route runner in this class. He gets open, and he's really good after the catch as well. But he is, man, he's got a great catch radius as well. He's flashy. He's flashy. You'll really like him. Check him out. Brandon Ennis, number two guy. He's the best vertical threat in this class. Um, Shelton Sampson, he's 6'4", 180. I kind of compare him to A.J. Green. He's got that tall, lanky body, but he just glides through the air. He's so fast. Um, man, he really high points the ball well. He just glides with ease when he makes the catch, too, and just heads for the end zone. He's really good after the catch. Yeah, check him out, man. Shelton Sampson, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Catholic High School, 6'4", 180. Five-star kid, man. It looks like he potentially is going to LSU. They'd love to keep him in state. I don't blame him, man. I don't blame him. Number three, this guy. Carnell Tate, wide receiver, Bradenton, Florida, IMG Academy. Of course, IMG Academy, they're a factory for producing college football players. They do it uh, very often. So he's six six foot two, 170. Right now, it looks like Ohio State and Tennessee are his favorites. He's the, he is the best jump ball specialist in this class and maybe the best uh, best yak guy, after the yards after the catch guy in this class as well. He's explosive. He's got moves. I really enjoy watching them, man. Carnell Tate, check them out. All right. In this class, you also have Zachariah Branch and uh, Makai Lemon. They're both committed to USC. Man, Lincoln Riley is recruiting very well. Remember, we talked last week. He's got two running back, two four-star running back commits to him as well. And these are two guys that are also in the top ten, number number four and number eight, respectively, that are committed to USC. So Lincoln Riley, man, he is making a name for himself. Number five is Hakeem Williams out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He's 6'4", 205. Kid's a big kid. He's really got some strong hands, man. He has got an amazing catch radius. He's followed up by Jalen Brown. Look, it's a Florida kind of – it's a <laughs> feeling the Florida vibes, right? Uh, number six, Jalen Brown out of Miami, Florida. Plays at Gulliver Prep. He's 6'2", 178. Looks like Miami really wants him bad. He really reminds me of a, a Devontae Smith, man. He's just a football player. Jalen Hill, Longview, Texas, 6'2", 175. Wide receiver, he's a good one. I really love his route running ability. It just seems like this kid can really high point the ball. Uh, I mean, it, it, he's just always in – he's got great body control, great body control. Talked about Makai Lemon at number eight. So I'm going to talk about this number nine guy, but I want to talk about the question that I have. It comes from Merrill out of Greenville, Alabama. He said, Ryan, I appreciate you going over your favorite running backs. Can you talk about who your favorite running back is in the class? Because you didn't do that. Thank you for calling me out on that, Merrill. And who your favorite wide receiver is in this class? All right, well, let me talk about running backs. Actually, let's stay on wide receivers. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'll go back to running back. My favorite wide receiver is number nine. And I love his personality, and I just love his game. And that's John Tate Cook the second out of DeSoto, Texas. If you haven't heard of him, check him out. He's, he did some Instagram and some Facebook Live videos of him going to Texas A&M in Texas and saying, I, I don't see no national championship trophies. It's really funny. Goes to Alabama, and he makes a big scene about, oh, I found them trophies. So, no, it's not that he's just going to Alabama. He's got an amazing personality. But this kid, 
plays with elite competition over there in Texas, and he's got great speed, and he's just a football player. He had 19 touchdowns last year, and he only had 38 receptions. You understand that? 19 touchdowns and th- with 38 receptions. That means every time he was almost catching a pass, he was taking it to the house or, ca- or touching the football because some of them were runs, but 19 touchdowns. That's insane. Check him out, John Tay Cook. He's the number nine wide receiver in this class and number 60 in the rivals' top 100. Check him out. All right, as far as running back, Richard Young is my favorite running back. Um, I think this kid is, man, he's going to make one football a football program a lot better as soon as he steps on campus. He's 5'11", 200 pounds. He's built. He is built like a brick shit house. I'm not going to lie to you. This kid is like looks like a grown-ass man already. He's out of Lehigh Acres, Florida. He's got great speed. He's got great contact balance. When he gets hit, man, you're not moving him back, and he's still moving forward and able to juke somehow out of there. He's a one-cut running back, and that means he puts that foot down, and he goes. He plants it, and he will take off. He's super fun to watch. He can also play a little bit of cornerback, too, by the way. My comparison for him would probably be uh, James Cook, uh, the running back out of out of Georgia that just got drafted in the second round by the Buffalo Bills. Just He's so good at catching the football, making plays in space. He can block back there. He would be a great third down back for a program. I can kind of see a comparison to Jameer Gibbs, who's at Alabama right now and transferred over from Georgia Tech. Just that just that all-around great playmaker, man, once he gets his hands on the ball. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. So he's an exciting player to watch. Check him out, Richard Young. All right, let's talk about um, the next question that we're all wondering about, right? Well, here he is. Rob out of Troy, Alabama asks, your thoughts on the name and likeness comments and drama surrounding Nick Saban? Ah, well, Rob, yeah, I didn't like the comments that that he said. Um, I mean, I agree with him. I just didn't like him singling out those teams. I think uh, he'll be criticized for that. But uh, I didn't really like the reaction uh, out of Jimbo Fisher either because he didn't say that you were cheating. He just said that, well, technically he said you paid all your players, but that was, you know, was in the deal, within the rules. I mean, the name and likeness situation is that it's not regulated and you've got agents now involved with these kids so that's my thought process on that i thought jimbo was wrong for being too personal. you know of course if you didn't hear he called i mean he got really personal about nick saban saying he was a narcissist he had a demigods complex basically um he called him despicable probably 15 15 20 times i I think that would be probably the appropriate over under on that it was really shocking man he just got way too personal there's some beef there they're gonna have to play each other october 8th we also have some uh SEC spring meetings going on too in Destin in a couple weeks. So they're going to have to be around each other, maybe run into each other in the hallway or in the elevator. That's why we kind of, you know, we called this episode full swing because it looks like Jimbo, want, Jimbo wanted to swing on him, man. He took it personal. I like Jimbo as a person. I've met him a couple times. Um, you know, I've got a little bit of history. Um, um, his ex wife was actually my eighth grade English teacher. And they, like, he was really cool. I like Jimbo. Jimbo is just not, he's not even, the, I don't think he's on that level of, coaching like Nick Saban. He needs to win with this number one recruiting class, by the way. He was 8-4 and four last year. He did upset Alabama, but 8-4 and four last year. It hasn't looked, it hasn't been um, as good as Rod as he probably had hoped in Texas A&M. So he may be on the hot seat if he doesn't get things get things done this next uh, this next year. So, uh, you know, the other thing, you know, I didn't agree with uh, Nick Saban singling out Jackson State. 
Uh, Deion Sanders, of course, had some things to say about it, said he wouldn't take, in a pers- take a personal call from him. So he's ruffled some feathers. I mean, it's made it more interesting. we got some drama in the offseason, so we'll be able to talk about it. I'm sure next week we'll be able to update this story. I'm sure he's going to insult somebody else. But I do agree with Nick Saban, though. You know, we all know that they need to regulate this situation with the name and likeness. It's getting crazy. You basically, your you know, advertisement could pay for these kids to go to your school. So it's not fair to certain schools. And I know Alabama's benefited from it a little bit. But, yeah, we got to regulate that. That's what we talked about. Okay, let's take a pause for the calls after un- unwrapping all that drama. And uh, let's get into segment three. Where let's talk some NFL football next here on My Turf. Season one, episode 17, titled Full Swing. And we're back here on My Turf for the final segment. Thank you so much for tuning in. I thought I heard some footsteps in the background. My daughter's upstairs. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you tuning in. Let's talk some NFL football. Not a lot of news going on right now, but in the upcoming weeks, we're going to do some fantasy football rankings. We want to know more about this Baker Mayfield situation. Of course, De- Debo Samuel, nothing new on that. They're still with those their respected teams and no new contracts. Uh, some news, ex-Giants quarterback uh, William Bradbury, he's, he's inked, or James Bradbury, excuse me. He's inked a deal with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, so he's joining them for $10 million in one year. That's a great pickup for them, by the way, man. Uh, Deshaun Watson... No new news about him. Uh, still under invest- NFL investigation. But, you know, out of camp right now, we're hearing some good things about uh, Brian Dable and uh, Daniel Jones at quarterback. So, he's look, Brian Dable, he was a um, he was a great offensive coordinator and really helped develop jo- uh, Josh Allen. Before that, he was with us at Alabama, man. He did a great job with Jalen Hurts and, and, of course, Tua. I really, really love him, man. I think he's a great coach. Can he be a great head coach? That's a little bit of a different animal. But if he can get Daniel Jones on track, they could have a dang good year. They got a good roster there in New York with the Giants. So, uh, you know, as far as what's going on this weekend, remember you got the NHL playoffs, you got the NFL playoffs. I mean, excuse me, you got the NBA playoffs. We got the PGA Championship going on right now. Tiger is at four over. He will make the cut if he can stay stay uh, stay strong. He's got three more holes to go. Speaking of golf, go out there and see my buddy. Uh, Trey Andrews at the Bridges of Tartan Pines. I mentioned them before. Bridges at Tartan Pines. They're an enterprise, man. Thursday nights for uh, for their league guys. They're actually having Thirsty Thursday. Some some great drink specials, and they got burgers going on that night. So go book a tea time today at the Bridges at Tartan Pines, the premier golf course there in Enterprise, Alabama. So we got the PGA Championship going on. Prairie and Zalatoris at the top still. Justin Thompson three. McElroy's at four under. Tiger plus four, man. Bubba Watson, by the way, is playing well too. He's tied at he's tied at four at four under as well. So that's going on. Check it out. Uh, Preakness, remember this Saturday, second leg of the uh, Triple Crown and horse racing. Rich Strike, of course, will not be in it, but everybody else will be there. Zandon and of course uh, Epic Center will be running. So again, that's that's going to be coverage starting at two thirty NBC for the Preakness on NBC for horse racing. So check that out. All right, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Congratulations to all the graduates going on out there. So my daughter graduates Monday from kindergarten. Uh, congratulations, baby, and uh, looking forward to watching her be on stage and being a ham. So some exciting times going on right now in the Marshall household. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I've been your host, Ryan Marshall. This is My Turf, Season 1, Episode 17, titled Full Swing. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and, of course, email me at myturfpodcast at gmail. Dot com. Season 1, Episode 17. That's a wrap.